Join us on August 16 at 11.30 a.m. at the Ballroom at Tanglewood for this month's AAF luncheon, Healthy Adventures. Listen to John Archidiacono, President and CEO at the Health Museum and former VP of Marketing and Public Relations at MD Anderson Cancer Center, as he walks us through the challenges nonprofits face in the business world and how they can address them. Once again, that's August 16, 11.30 a.m. at the Ballroom at Tanglewood. Can't wait to see you there. Previously on the Admigos podcast. I want you to be successful, and I want to be there, and I want to support you. So in the same way that I would help with, like, Add to Nash, I'm going to let you execute and do what you need, but I'm here. Like, don't be afraid to turn around and ask for help or ask uh, what you would consider to be stupid question. In my head, I'm like, until you get the experience to do something, nothing's a stupid question, right? Because you've never done it. So how can I be mad at you for asking questions about something you've never done? I kind of want to go back to the comment you made about, so you're fully remote, you work from home, like you said, your your office is in Dallas. Um, work from home can sometimes be stressful, and you know now you have a child in the mix. Can you talk about the adjustment to your work, your new work from home dynamic, like working from home with the new baby? Yeah, I. So I I've told a few of my other coworkers who are also pregnant and about to have kids too, that the number one thing that I was afraid of um, when I when I returned back to work was this stigma. Um, and I, I don't think that it's talked about enough, but there's, to me, a stigma of when women, women come back from maternity leave that either they're not going to do their jobs as well as they were doing before. Um, or that they're distracted. Um, and that's, I, I feel very much um, like constantly reminded of the distracted side of this every single day because I work from home. And so it's very easy for me to be on a call and I'm constantly, you know, like I'm in the middle of a conference call and every time I speak, I mute myself right after. The reason why is because my baby's swing is literally next to my desk. Right. <laughs> and so sometimes <laughs> oh. he likes to literally just hold his feet um, he's in that era right now where he's like, oh, my gosh, Mom, look, I have toes. And I'm like, <laughs> I know, how cute. But then he also oh. likes to, like, babble. So he'll hold his feet, and he'll just be like, ah, la, 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 la. <laughs> and so, you know, I'm I'm very conscientious about that. Um, or when I can tell he's getting more and more frustrated or, you know, I'm on camera, and I don't want someone to think that I'm not paying attention to them because he's screaming, and I hear him screaming or he just woke up from a nap and I hear that and my eyes aren't, you know, centered on the screen like they used to be. And so I'm, I'm very conscientious about that. I try my hardest. If I know I have a call at a certain time, like I'm trying to put him down for a nap before I have that call, or, you know, I'm trying to make sure that he's fed and he's in his swing and he's a happy baby. And I can kind of like put him in his swing or let him watch his cartoons for a little bit while I handle the work call that I need to have. And then the other helpful part, too, is that my husband is also, he works from home three days a week. And so him and I also have a really good routine of, like, co-sharing baby time. So if I'm on a call, I take the baby, or he takes the baby. If he's on a call, I take the baby type of scenario. So that way we're we're not distracted. Uh, But, you know, there's two days a week that he's not here. And I'm a (laughs) full-time single mom, in my opinion, (laughs) at the house trying to balance, like, you have to feed him and now he needs a diaper change. And 
my baby is definitely one that if his diaper is wet or if it's dirty, he will scream. Uh, he will cry. He does not like wet, dirty diapers. <laughs> and so Dang. it's just one of those things that I have to like, yeah. I, I have to attend to that. And like I said, uh, a lot of the times, everyone's really cool about it. I think I wasn't expecting people to be as cool about it. And I don't know how long they'll be cool about it. Right. <laughs> this is my first time having a kid. So I don't know after like six months, which will be <laughs> next month, if they're going to be like, all right, Erica, this is getting old. I have no idea. <laughs> my clients, uh, none of them seem to mind all of my clients. Cause when I first came back from attorney, I let them know like, Hey, yeah. he's still young. I I'm, I'm not fully uh, ready as a mother to put him into daycare at this yeah. young age and so you know he's home with me and i i tell all my my clients that and again clients are like yeah we understand like that's totally fine and so sometimes they're like no he can be on the call whenever you want him on or sometimes <laughs> they will literally ask where's that's the funny. baby can we see him <laughs> like, i mean yeah of course like if you want to see him i'll bring him on and i think that goes back to that relationship building right like that's literally my role yeah. is to build a relationship with these people and so Having that relationship and being able to, like, I have clients that want to see my child. Like, that's wild to me. <laughs> that's totally fine. And they're yeah. perfectly content with that. But I think the the biggest thing that I've learned with this adjustment is just how much everyone is still confident that I can still do my job effectively, even though I'm home with a kid. And I appreciate that. And And it's never this, like, whole timing issue, right? So if you know, from 12 to 1, I had to put him to sleep. I had to change him, blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Like, everyone's really flexible in the fact that, like, hey, I got this done. I got it done at 6 to 7. I, I'm not missing any deadlines. I'm not putting anyone yeah, behind right. on anything, which is also really nice. And I think that's kind of the other adjustment I had to make was, okay, Erica, if you are going to be home with baby, you got to make sure that you get all your stuff done in a timely manner. Yeah. So it, it's been a priority for me. I don't want people to think that, you know, I'm always just looking for them to be a little bit more flexible, but I'm also trying yeah. to make sure that for myself, I'm meeting expectations in the right way so that I'm not putting a halt on projects. I would imagine it's a very difficult juggling all of that, but it sounds like you are very much on top of it. Yeah, yeah. It's a, yeah. it's interesting. And like I said, it, it helps when everyone's like, we love your baby, that's fine. And sometimes... I have to, you know, I'm in the middle of a call. I turn off my camera and I'm like, hey, y'all, I'm so sorry. I turned off my camera because I had to pick the baby up. He's a little distracting. But back to your point, and I'm I'm putting it right back on topic. So they're not, you know, that taken away from the fact that I jumped off camera, you know. But like I said, so far in the last five months, (laughs) (laughs) everything's been good. I've been fine. Work has been flowing really well. It, It was just good. It's it's a little bit of an adjustment. Like I said, I have my tools. So, like, he has a swing next to me. My office is attached to our bedroom. So, sometimes I leave him in the middle of our king-size bed for anybody that's oh, going to, yeah. like, try to tell me, make sure the baby's safe. He's in the middle of the bed with pillows all around the edges. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we can't roll off. Yeah. Uh, but he's doing tummy time and watching months, our yeah. TV in our bedroom. So, that way, yeah. you know, he's distracted and I'm sitting here on a call or I'm cranking out, you know, some work or typing up an email or making a deck. All at the yeah. same time. And sometimes my work leads into, like, I have to wait until he goes to bed. So sometimes I, you know, I'm working at 9 o'clock at night. It's just what's convenient at the time. So it 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 all has been shifted, but not in a way that's been affecting anything crazy. It's, it's just a, a new adjustment, like you guys kind of pointed out, of 
hey, you got a yeah. child and you're working from home. Like, mm-hmm. how are you going to balance that out? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, certainly a very difficult thing. But uh, like I said, you certainly sound like you have a good hang of it. And, uh, it's great that people are flexible. I think a lot of people are now maybe more so than before. Uh, yeah. And that might be one of the, I mean, this is hard to say, but maybe one of the good things that came from the pandemic, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, we were all like inside, right? Now people are chill about it. So, you know, there's that. Um, man, that, it does feel weird to say anything good came out of it. Uh, <laughs> like a million people die here. Like, yeah, but, okay. <laughs> Anyways. Um, so, uh, you know, we talked a little bit about, you know, you moving up in the world, right? You moving up in, in your industry, in your job. Um, moving up within that too also, right? Getting to that those higher uh, positions. Um, so, you know, for someone who's young, maybe a few years into the industry, you know, how can they work towards moving up, right? How can they work towards getting promoted, uh, towards, uh, you know, moving up in the ranks, so to speak? Something I've noticed, I am part of, like, our hiring team, so I get to interview different people from different positions oh. and at our yeah. company, we like to, like, have you interview with different roles that you're going to actually work with. So if we're, for example, hiring for the analytics team, you will meet yeah. with someone from the client service team. You'll meet with someone from maybe our SEO <laughs> or inbound team. Like, you'll meet mm-hmm. with different people. And that's really for you to get insight on, like, how do I work with said people? Or, um, you know, yeah. what type of collaboration will I be doing? Which I think is really helpful. Um, but the number one thing that I'm always looking for is when people are answering questions, and I think this goes into when you're looking to get a role, but also when you're working within your role, how are you taking initiative, right? So I might Mm -hmm. ask you a question about a client problem, or you might be currently working within your role and you have a client problem. Are you waiting for your manager to sit there and tell you what to do? Or Mm -hmm. are you really prepping through and walking through scenarios in ways that you think you can tackle it? I think one of the biggest things that's really helped me be successful in my career is I've always taken this philosophy of if I'm going to ask my boss for help, I'm not going to go in there without some type of plan in my head. Um, and yeah. so I might tell my boss, like, hey, I have this client. They're really upset. They want a you know $7,000 credit. And yeah. I'm like, you know, here's the situation that happened. Here's what I think we should do. Right? So yeah. I'm not just going to my boss and being like, so what do I do? Like, do I do I just give it to them? Like, what? Can you do it? Can I, like... You know, I'm not really just looking for them to lean in, but I'm going, here's what yeah. I think. I kind of sat down with this. I thought about it. You know, I, I remember, you know, my coworker went through this two months ago with this client. I, I took the initiative to go ask other people who have been through this scenario. And then I've come back to my manager with, here's what I think could work. Um, and I've noticed yeah. that as I've done that, what it's done for my management team is they now have a new level of trust with me of, okay, Erica's not just going to come to me with a problem, but she's going to tell me, like, I have this roadblock. Here's the roadblock. Here's what I think I need to unblock the road. And then what I'm looking for my manager to do is because typically the people that are managing you have more experience than you, right? Um, Sometimes it's not about, like, age difference. Like, for example, my the person that I work with that's on my team, her and I are literally the same age. I think we're, like, seven months apart. (laughs) But I have, like six additional years of work experience within the industry than she does. Yeah. And so So, that adds to our dynamic, right? It's not that I don't trust her to handle problems. She's the same age as me. I'm not, she's not 
dumb. She's smart. Like, I know that. Mm. We were born the same year. 93 babies are smart. We're good, right? <laughs> At the same time, I'm like, Very you might not year. know how to handle this. Uh, yes, 93. Gotta make sure everybody knows. <laughs> but at the same time, she might not have had enough experience going through some of the problems that I have or some of the successes that I have. So what I'm, what she's looking for for me is, is this the right way to handle it based off of your experience, right? Less of her coming to me being like, I don't know what to do. I haven't thought about it. But I, I really do think yeah. that like, if you're looking to move up, one of the biggest things that a lot of managers are looking for is, Am I handholding you through every scenario, even mm-hmm. duplicate scenarios? So, yeah. are, you know, did you credit a client last month for $7,000 <laughs> and now a different client is asking you for a $2,000 credit? Are you coming back to me and being like, what do I do? Or did you learn yeah. from what we talked about in the last time we had this conversation, right? And are you taking that initiative to say, hey, I looked at this, I walked through it, et cetera. And an initiative mm-hmm. stems into a lot of things. If your boss is like, hey, I want you to start on this project and you decide not to start because you never got instructions, I'll give you an example. I know Google Analytics a little bit better than maybe some of my coworkers based off my previous position. And so a lot of the times I'm like, maybe you don't know it. Maybe you want to know it because you have a client who's going to be heavily in Google Analytics. Are you taking the initiative to do some training, take some training courses, (laughs) watch some YouTube videos in your downtime, right? Like, are you taking that initiative to train yourself up or to learn about something or to go and ask someone questions about something so that when you are put in that scenario and in that situation, I don't yeah. have to worry about like, hey, how much do you know? I can, you know, you can answer that question confidently with, oh, yeah, actually, I took some training courses because I wasn't familiar. <laughs> and that's okay to say. Like, right. I feel like people are afraid to say yeah. they're not good at something. It's okay to say you're not good at something. But it's better if you can say you're not good at something, but I've been learning about it and I've been taking a training yeah. class or I've been reading yeah. about it or, Absolutely. you know, I actually put 30 minutes on the calendar with Jacob and with Guido so that I can learn about podcasting because I had no idea what I was going to do. Oh, awesome. So did you talk to them? How'd that go? Are you good? Right. And then your manager's like, yeah. dang, they took initiative to like yeah. have a conversation and to get that experience. Like that's, that's fantastic. And it, it just builds you up from a credibility perspective. But then for yourself, now you're ahead of the curve. Maybe all your coworkers yeah. don't know about podcasting in the way that you do. And now guess what? When they want to learn about podcasting, who are they going to call? They're going to call you because they just heard you talk about how you gained the six. Hey, hey, what training class did you take? Hey, did you, mm-hmm. was that meeting with them, you know, good? Can you mm-hmm. tell me what you learned? Right. And now you become a point person. I think a lot of people underestimate that value. Now, at the same time, if you are looking to move up because you're just looking to make more money and you're not trying to be a manager, I would just tote that line a little carefully. Because <laughs> as a manager, I feel like sometimes I'm looking at people who are taking initiative. I'm like, oh my God, would you? do you want to learn how to manage people? And sometimes people are like, no, nah, I'm good. I do not want to be a manager. I, like, I want your salary as a manager, but I do not want to yeah, manage people. And right. that's okay, right? That's just totally fine. Like, be honest. If you do not want to yeah. manage people, do not be that person that like raises your hand to do it and then dread what you do every day. That sounds horrible. Yeah. Like yeah. just be transparent. Absolutely. And a lot of the times there's different ways that they can, you know, they can make you a senior blah, 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 blah. And when they introduce you on calls, I know in my last role before yeah. I worked at medium giant, you know, I would get introduced on some calls or I would get put on certain clients because I was an expert in, at the time I worked at a programmatic company 
Um, but I was an expert in our like third party vendors because one of the clients that I had only used third party vendors. And so I had to learn a lot about third party vendors. And then I became (laughs) the expert at the company for third party. So if anybody else had a client that was onboarding, that was going to use that, they would set up a meeting with me and they would set up a meeting with me and one other dev person. And the two of us would just walk them through. Here's what you need to look for. Here's the things, here's some exceptions. When you plug yeah. into this, it might be a little bit different than me. And if that is the case, like, ask me. I'm happy to dig into the data with you, right? But, you know, there's there's a space for everyone. And sometimes some companies are willing to make a position for you, right? Yeah, so that's true. Especially if they know how strong of a person you are, how much of an initiative taker you are. Yeah. It's a lot yeah. easier for someone to make that decision of, like, hey, I want to carve out a new position for them because they don't want to be a manager, but, like, I can really see them leading the charge here. Yeah. Great. Let's, let's make that work. Right. So that, that's probably the biggest thing that I would say from, if you're looking to move up, I feel like initiative is just one of those things that I haven't seen a lot of people take at the same time from a Gen Z perspective, because my daughter's a Gen Zer. Um, <laughs> that does not mean to let a company run over you. Right. That doesn't mean that you just yeah. do all this stuff. Like do not, I, I don't agree with that approach either. I think, I think that there's some mutuality that has to come out of you taking that initiative for a company that values you and that values Mm -hmm. the initiative that you're taking, not that takes advantage of the initiative that you're taking. There's a difference there. And just being able to recognize when that's happening to you and being able respectfully, this is so funny because this is what I've been telling my daughter about communication, (laughs) that you might not agree with something, but there's always a respectful way to say that. Right. And there's always yeah. a professional or respectful way to tell your employer that you're being undervalued or that you provide enough for that table. Right. Just make sure you yeah. come with those concrete facts. Make sure you come with those written, written proofs and instances where you've been praised yeah. for your initiative or et cetera. Um, one of the things I tell my employee that works for me, uh, we keep something called a good girl file, I guess, for men, it would be a good boy file. Um, It sounds so ridiculous, but anytime someone praises you in a written form, you take a screenshot of that and you put it in that file on your desktop. So at the end of the year, when I'm doing her annual review, she downloads all of those files into there. And what that does is it allows me to say, hey, here are ways that she's been seen from her peers or clients who've praised her, et cetera. Here are ways that like they have recognized that for her, and I would consider that like good, like you know, your good job, out of girl, out of boy file of like, yeah, here's some concrete proof where people have recognized that I've done something, and they've given me praise for that. Also, you know, on those really crappy days at work when you feel like you're gonna like slam your laptop and throw it across the room, <laughs> that file sometimes will save you. Sometimes you can open up that file and be like, I am not dumb. I am smart. I don't know why this is happening. And these are all the people that think that I am great. <laughs> you can read through those comments and it makes the day a little bit better. Yeah. You know, that's a good idea. Probably healthier <laughs> than what I do, which is just eat. Um, yeah. Those days are stressful. Um, I mean, if it's donuts, I'm in. Yeah. Sign me up. We can share a donut or two. Hell yeah. I just wanted to touch a little bit on, on what you said. Uh, there was a lot of very important, very real stuff um one of the things that you said uh was to go to your manager with a problem but also with a solution because Mm -hmm. even if your solution is wrong at least they know that you were like you tried 
to get to take care of it on your own, yep. right? Or or you had a, a plan for it. Um, and yeah, I mean, there is times when you need some like a more senior person to make certain decisions, right? Like, yep, that that's just part of of any job. Um, but the other thing that you mentioned was uh, well, you mentioned in particular uh, Google Analytics. Google has free classes for all other systems. So it's like if you if you're gonna work with it, if your client's gonna work with it, there's really no reason to like not know it. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I get that people and there's a ton of people who are time, making like free resources or free yeah, YouTube videos. Like, YouTube, like there's yeah. so much stuff that you can learn. I mean, I, I think at this day and age, everybody knows that. Like you can go on the internet and find anything. Yeah. Exactly. So I, I like that. You know, the idea of the initiative and being able to. Uh, not just look at a problem, but look at a solution, right? Come up right. with it. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, if it's not right, it's not right. Uh, but at least you don't show up with your hands empty. Yep. You know, it, yeah, employees don't like that. Um, but, yeah, no, that was, uh, that was all very, very impactful what you said. Thank you very much for that answer. Looks like we ran out of time this week. But stick around for more of our conversation with Erica. And before you go, here's a clip for the next episode. I'm always going to speak about public service because I do think that it's a fantastic branch of what Agile National stands for. It's what sets us apart from all those other clubs and organizations like AMA or AGIA is the fact that we put on a free pro bono marketing campaign for clients. And I I think it's a a focal point of what I I love about Agile. Join us on August 16th, 11.30 a.m. at The Ballroom at Tanglewood for this month's AAF Luncheon, Healthy Adventures. Listen to John Arcidiacono, President and CEO at The Health Museum and former VP of Marketing and Public Relations at MD Anderson Cancer Center as he walks us through the challenges nonprofits face in the business world and how they can address it. Thank you for joining us today. The Add to Houston Amigos podcast is produced at Radio Lounge. Add to Houston is a collaborative collective of young communication professionals age 32 and under, who are looking to make a difference in the industry. If you would like to become an Admigo, join us at at the2houston.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn at at the2houston. Thank you for listening.